Welcome to TBI Talks Tech, the first episode of the year, 2022. I'm Eric Hill, sales trainer with TBI, and along with me is Dave Polakowski, operations trainer at TBI. Welcome back in 2022, and we have a very special guest. I say that all the time, but I mean it once again. From TBI, one of our homegrown uh, talent here, uh, we have the one and only business development manager at TBI. It is Mark McNeil. Mark, thanks for joining us. Hey guys, thanks for having me here. Pleasure to do this. The audience can't see you, Mark. You look great though. You, you look handsome today. Uh, those of you in the audience, Mark's wearing a suit. I think he's, he's probably the yes. most polished guest we've had on. A yeah, I did shirt. dress up for this. <laughs> he's got a button-up shirt. I don't think I've worn one of those in months. So I really, we really appreciate you, you know, classing this, uh, this podcast up a little bit. We could certainly use Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I'm pulling out the old uh, go-to-the-office wardrobe here. That's right. Hey. Got to fake it till you make it. I love it. <laughs> All right. So we have a really interesting uh, podcast today. I really love this topic. Um, you know, we're going to be talking about telehealth, right? So um, this is, you know, kind of a vertical that's been thrown around quite a lot recently. Um, and, you know, with obviously COVID, um, that's had a lot of effect. But um, I guess let's just start, Mark, with, you know, the marketplace outlook, right? So, you know, with COVID, we've seen some some new, um, you know, telehealth practices put into place. Um, but what what's the outlook, I guess, on some of this stuff? Is it is it kind of, you know, a fad or a tool that's kind of here to stay, would you say? Yeah, that's, that's a very good question, uh, Dave. And, um, you know, you introduced my, my, my title here. And I just want to let everyone know that you know, as, as part of my role here at TBI, I'm also um, our healthcare specialist. So I get involved with, you know, assisting our channel managers and, and our partners, our selling partners who are engaged with healthcare customers or want to be engaged with healthcare customers. And that is, you know, an expertise that we bring to the equation. Um, but back, back to your question, I, I think, you know, this, it's definitely not a fad. It's definitely here to stay. But it's been evolving for almost the past two decades when you really look at it. You know, if I go back into the late 90s and early 2000s, there was the advent of video conferencing. And some healthcare systems said, well, let's take advantage of this. And, and surprisingly, it wasn't the big healthcare systems. It was the small regional hospital groups that were servicing a very large uh, geographic area of patients who said, I can't continue to have these patients drive hundreds of miles to get to a doctor's appointment. Now that we've got this video conferencing thing, let's try this out, okay? So they actually dipped their toe in what we now call telehealth, you know, 20 years ago. You know, advent of smartphones comes along, you've got now video chatting, you've got FaceTime, you've got all these things. So the healthcare system was starting to see a movement within their patient base of, okay, they are now more willing and able to leverage collaboration technologies. More of them are used to and want to communicate with others that way. How do we start to apply that to the technology that exists and that trend and come up with something that makes, you know, the delivery of healthcare in this country easier, better, faster, more efficient? So there were always these plans to move in that direction. And I think if you asked any major healthcare provider, you know, over the past five or 10 years, they would say, you, you go to their IT department and they would say, oh yeah, telehealth is definitely one of our top five or top 10 initiatives. But we never quite got there until COVID hit. So definitely not a fad, 
definitely here to stay and continuing to evolve in very, very interesting directions that I think have technology implications that we can assist you know, customers and partners with. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I've, I've, read, I've talked to you about telehealth, Mark, and I've, I've read McKinsey reports that say post-COVID, whenever that'll be, it'll settle down to be something like a $250 billion marketplace. You know, and I know we say telehealth, really though, it's, it's more than just the video conferencing that we started 20 right. years ago over Zoom. And COVID accelerated some of those plans but talk to us just about some of the hesitation to adopt prior to COVID. You know, you say top 10 initiative, COVID accelerated that. And then how has telehealth really transformed even in just the last two years or so? The, yeah, that's a good question. The, the hesitation was all about, well, we've been doing this for hundreds of years this way. I'm a right. physician. I want to see my patient. I want to touch them. I want to talk to them in person. I want to give them tests and exams. Etc. Okay, so that's that's part of the hesitation. And then on the other side, they were looking at a patient base that was maybe not too comfortable with, you mean all I have to do is talk to you over the phone or visit with you on a video conference and I'm good to go? I mean, does that I'm not really that comfortable with that, quite mm-hmm. frankly. Now things have obviously changed and, and you you brought up COVID. COVID accelerated all of those plans because all of a sudden you did not have the option to go visit your physician's office. You did not have the option to go to an emergency room for, even if it was something non-COVID related, you know, the resources were stretched so thin. The potential for you becoming infected was so great that people stepped away from those in-person kinds of, of interactions with caregivers. So they were left with, well, I, I've got to use this. I've, I've got to get into some kind of collaborative communication with my caregiver. And I guess the only option I have is to, you know, FaceTime them or use a video chat or, you know, video call or something like that. So it sort of forced patients into that mode. But at the same time, you've got on the other side, the healthcare providers saying, we are dealing with an onslaught of new patients and and new care that we need to provide. And we have limited resources. How are we going to spread those limited resources over this massive growth in, in patient need that's coming mm-hmm. our way. And they quickly said, well, you know, traveling, um, being in person, not the most efficient way to take a, you know, um, uh, an infectious de- a disease specialist that we have and leverage them across hundreds of patients. So we've got to figure out some ways to better interact with that patient base as COVID continues to increase. So they, you know, you've got this, Uh, push-pull kind of thing going. Both sides are saying, okay, I got it. I need to do this now. Let's do it. And, you know, the the healthcare providers are saying, okay, patients seem to be ready for this. We need to do it. Let's get it done. And that's what really accelerated, you know, the implementation and growth of of telehealth, you know, technologies and telehealth usage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's super interesting. I know we, we talked about some of the regulatory audits that are probably coming down in 2022 as well. Talk to us really quickly about those. Yeah, so you're always concerned about HIPAA privacy, okay? There are a lot of regulations out there. There are state mandates, local mandates, federal mandates through the Department of Health and Human Services, and those are the ones that that are, are, are most common and the ones that most providers pay attention to. So you've got, you know, HIPAA has been around since 1996, but it's really the, the um, privacy mandates within the HIPAA Act that have had the most impact on how we deliver healthcare and how we interact with patients. So, you know, that whole 
privacy thing has been, you know, at the at the forefront of how healthcare systems deliver and provide healthcare to to their patients. So, you know, uh, when COVID hit, the government said, "All right, we're giving you a timeout here. You get a you get a free pass mm-hmm. because we know you don't have all of the remote care systems in place to handle the growth in patient population that you're experiencing. So, we're going to give you a pass. We're going to hold off on all those privacy audits. We're going to hold off on all the penalties and fines and restrictions and those kind of things. But that's temporary." Okay, and they they were true to their word. In 2020, the Department of Health and Human Services really did step back because they knew that, you know, caregivers were were FaceTiming people. That's not a secure technology, okay? Um, At the end, those those things may not be recorded. They may not be encrypted when they're moved to a storage facility like the patient's electronic health record. So they knew that they were going to be lapses in in adhering to those privacy mandates and they let that go that has certainly changed especially towards the latter part of 2021 okay the government has come back and said okay remember we gave you that pass last year we're done with that you now need to you've had experience with remote care and telehealth you now need to be looking at platforms technologies safeguards security that help get us back in line with protecting patient you know, healthcare information and protecting their privacy. So a lot of healthcare systems have started to scramble to get those technologies and those platforms in place as, you know, more and more they're saying, well, all right, well, we can't FaceTime anymore. So we really need something that is, you know, uh, a formal telehealth platform that we can leverage now that doesn't run afoul of those HIPAA privacy mandates. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I mean, obviously, another thing to consider compliance and, you know, regulations and stuff that makes things a little bit trickier, pretty much in any industry. But uh, one thing you talked about, Mark, that I thought was really interesting that I'd want you to kind of elaborate a little bit more on if you could. Um, you know, you mentioned how, you know, it was kind of, you know, in a necessity is the mother of invention sort of thing, we were kind of forced into adopting some of these things. So, um, what does a true telehealth solution look like, right? We talked about the video conferencing um, and you briefly touched on some security uh, as well. So um, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it's, it's really evolving, Dave. As I, as I had said mm-hmm. earlier, it, it started with that, well, now we've got this video technology, let's use it. Right. But if you're only looking at telehealth as you know, that, that one-time, once-a-year wellness check with a patient where you're on a video call and you can see them and they can see you and maybe you can share some information like, well, we ran a test. Let me pull up your test result. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. that that's mm-hmm. fine. But as we're looking at telehealth right now, we're seeing this evolution from, from that kind of an interaction to what we're now trying to refer to as remote care, which is a more holistic approach to how do I start to treat and manage a population that more and more right. is not only willing to do to leverage these technologies and to be remote, but is almost demanding these kinds of technologies and opportunities to be remote, okay? There are a lot of people nowadays who are like, if I never have to see my caregiver in person, I'm fine with that. As long as I'm getting the care that I need and I'm staying healthy, I'm fine with that. And this is where I think when when it boils down to it in my role here at TBI and especially helping our partners is to focus them on that holistic approach and to move beyond what we would normally call telehealth and start focusing on what is now remote care. 
So a lot of our partners may be out there, they've sold, okay, I've got a lot of, you know, their customers are coming to them and saying, I've got a lot of remote caregivers. They're out there, you know, doing COVID testing sites or they're visiting nursing services, or whatever. Oh, let's sell them mobility. You know, that's a good thing. All right. So you're doing that. And then maybe they say, well, now I, I want to jump off of FaceTime. I want to formalize this telehealth interaction more with video recording, maybe even integration to an electronic health record system. Okay. So I'm going to sell them. UCAS with some contact center seats, or maybe even a full CCAS kind of solution. Great, nothing wrong with it, but if you stop there, you're missing all these other opportunities. Because as the industry evolves, they're now looking at remote care as, yes, we wanna see that patient in a video communication, you know, maybe once a year or whenever they're not feeling well, that's fine. They want to do things like um, patient intake and, and record keeping also remotely. So there are other technologies like completing forms online, having those forms scanned into electronic health records to smooth and, and speed up patient intake and record keeping, keeping their insurance, you know, current, all the other things, new conditions, new medications they're taking, all those things have to be updated all the time. And these new technologies allow them to do that remotely and do it very quickly and efficiently, all right? They're also doing patient triage. This becomes way important when we're talking about an Omicron surge, okay? Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, the hospital started filling up again. How do we as caregivers determine who needs to be here and who we can take care of at home and just monitor remotely, mm -hmm. all right? So it's not just the annual wellness check. We can now use these collaboration technologies and platforms for patient triage, which helps us to efficiently, you know, Pull, um, uh, apply the resources of our caregivers and our specialists to only the patients that really need it, okay? And that, that's really, really important. And then the final piece of what I'm now seeing as becoming a full remote health solution is ongoing monitoring, remote monitoring. So we've now got the luxury from some IoT providers who've developed really cool technologies that used to be used to, you know, track and monitor assets, you know, machines and trucks and those kind of things. And also maybe take some, you know, some statistic, like what's the temperature around the device and what's the humidity and, you know, uh, does it need to be serviced and that kind of thing. They've taken that technology and modified it to a healthcare provider who can now leverage IOT and mobility to monitor patients ongoing from a remote site. All right. So I don't need to be in front of you. And what I would do, Dave, is, if, you know, if you came in and, and we, we went through, you know, uh, uh, an exam and, you know, I prescribed some some medications and I said, you know, here's what I want to do. I'd normally say, well, you know, let, let's set another appointment in six weeks. Come on back in. I'll take a look and see how you're doing. I don't need to do that anymore. I can put you on a remote monitoring kind of program where I'm monitoring your EKG actively and I'm monitoring blood sugar and I'm monitoring your blood pressure and other things that I might need. And even more sophisticated, I as a caregiver can get alarms if you go out of a range that's acceptable to me, okay? You'll get that alarm too, all right? And you'll say, uh-oh, something's going on. My blood sugar is way out of whack. What's going on? Well, I'll get that alarm too as a caregiver. And I can reach out to you and contact you proactively and say, hey, Dave, what's going on here? We've got an alarm that's showing on, on your monitor. Let's take a look at what's going on. You know, why don't you take your blood pressure for me? Take your temperature. I want to get some base level statistics and then we can see where we go from there. If it's extremely severe, 
like an arrhythmia or something like that, I can not only reach out to you and say, okay, Dave, this is what we're going to do to help you out right now. I know you're in an emergency situation, but I can automatically dial into 911 and dispatch an ambulance to your location oh. because I now know from remotely, I know I now have a patient who's in distress. So if we are able to take that holistic approach, you see we grow from a video call where I'm doing, you know, maybe a, a wellness check or I'm triaging a patient remotely to now I'm managing your overall care remotely to now I'm really sophisticated and you're almost constantly in front of me as a patient because I'm remote monitoring those patients who may need it and I'm doing it remotely and I'm gathering all that data and I'm electronically adding that into your, your health record. So we are getting to that point where we are tracking patients on a regular basis and we're seeing trends and we're able to deliver better care because of that. That's some real futuristic stuff. It is futuristic, <laughs> it is. <laughs> but you know, the, the fact of the matter of it is, guys, is that technology is all here, right? It, it's all here. <laughs> it all exists right now. We've got some caregivers doing it, but I think as the acceptance levels on both sides, caregivers becoming more comfortable with prescribing these kinds of monitoring tools, patients becoming more accepting of, so you mean I got to wear this monitor, but you mean I, I, it could save my life. Mm. Okay. It could, it could show me that an event is being triggered, or at least I don't have to, you know, visit my doctor's office every day to get a, you know, a needle stick to take a blood test. All those things start to say, okay, this, this is something I, I really want to do. So what my role will be and what I really want to impress upon, you know, our, our partners is don't just take that singular product focus of, oh, you're a healthcare provider, you want you must want to do telehealth. Let me sell you mobility and some, you know, UCAS with some contact center seats and we're done. Okay. There's a lot more that we can build into an overall holistic solution to give that partner's healthcare customer a better outcome. I, I agree with you. And I think there are parallels there, you know, just through your talk track that partners can draw to their business customers, everything from workforce management, when you're talking about scheduling the providers to patient experience, you know, mirroring, you know, outcomes that you're driving with business customers. And the point is Mark is here to jump on with you and your customer and, and help you have those conversations. How do partners start with you today, Mark, and, and where should they get engaged? Um, yeah, so, you know, the first step I would say is, you know, contact your TBI channel manager. They are being trained on this. They're being updated on what these programs look like, what they can do, and how to engage with me. Um, certainly, some of the events that I will be running will be open to the general public, and our partners will be invited. They can easily reach out to me, but the best route would be through your channel manager. And they'll be able to get in touch with me and engage me with the selling partners. And I would say, you know, there are a lot of our partners out there that are very experienced in selling healthcare, but maybe they could use a boost. Maybe they're looking for, a, so what's the new thing on the horizon, mm -hmm. okay? Then there are other partners out there who want to get into vertical selling, want to do healthcare, and just don't know how to start it, okay? I am available to help them with, maybe it's just as simple as training and creating industry awareness. Maybe they don't know about regulations. Maybe they don't know about the technologies that are available. I am there to help engage with them to do that kind of training, at least, you know, get them started on things. We can engage me to get involved with their direct sellers and help them with, you know, individual customer sales cycles in healthcare. 
and show them, do discovery calls with them. Evaluate, here's a good one. I can help them evaluate the best targets to approach in healthcare. Healthcare is not a monolith, all right? You're gonna look and go, oh, well, it's just healthcare. I'll just sell everything to everyone. There are segments when, within healthcare, just like in every industry. And some of those segments are, should I say, hot to trot when it comes to these new technologies. And others are kind of laggards. I can talk to a partner and their sales team and say, here's why you should be going after assisted living, all right, as opposed to durable, durable medical device manufacturers. Okay, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all healthcare. Some of them are ready to go have the funds to support it and are eager to get into it and others are not really there. So it could be just as simple as, hey Mark, which which are the best targets to go after and who are the best contacts within those organizations that I need to reach out to? That's where I can lend some of my expertise to help our partners engage in healthcare and be more successful in that in that vertical. Yeah, that's awesome. I know partners love that kind of one-on-one attention and especially that kind of expertise, you know, so Mark is not the only overlay that we'll have coming on the show. You know, we have other specialties that we're rolling out in 2022. So stay tuned for those. But Mark, really appreciate your time here this morning. Uh, Deepole, you want to take us out? Absolutely. So partners, listen up. More than just video conferencing, that is not what telehealth is. There is a lot more. If you are only doing that, you are missing out. All right, I'm done preaching, but Mark, (laughs) thanks for joining us. I actually learned a ton, to be honest with you. Um, You know, there's so much more to this than just a one-size-fits-all solution. So I really appreciate you taking the time. And uh, partners, if you're looking forward to getting into some telehealth, Mark is your guy. So For Eric Hills, I am Dave Polakowski. This has been TBI Talks Tech, and we will catch you next time.